we're doing this? Of course, I think we're doing it. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So welcome back, uh, faithful listeners, and uh, where we're going to discuss American culture with the Polish flavor. So we're going to be talking about some things today, but before we get into that, I have to throw you a curveball, which is an idiom that I'll use many times in these episodes, but it's opening day was yesterday in America. And, and Andre's looking at me, nodding. Well, with us is Andre. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. So, opening day uh-huh. in America. Do you know what that? Do you know what that means? Please explain. So, opening day is the. It's a big event. It's uh-huh. the first day of the baseball season. Oh. So, Major League Baseball started yesterday. So, I'm a big fan. That's why I had to mention. So, from from now on, you will be glued to the screen uh, every single day, or how often well, every, do they play? Every single midnight, because oh, the games right. start here at about one, two a.m. in the morning. But I will be faithfully watching my. My team. So forget about being slept well for the next what year or? Well, it's yeah, it's only 162 games, so oh it's a very right. short. Season. <laughs> very ambitious. It's a short season. Are you planning on watching all of them? Or uh, some of them? No, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So you, it starts now and it goes all the way till October. Speaking about the marathon, our today's topic, of course, after the publication of the Mahler's report, which in a sense paves the way to the race in 2020. Uh, the presidential race is also a marathon, isn't it? It is. That's a good. That's a good segue. Yeah. So we're going to be talking elections today, American elections or United States elections and Polish elections, because I understand that there's elections here uh, in Poland that we'll be talking about. But yes, it is a marathon, and people are thinking, okay, elections. It's 2019. It seems like yesterday that we had the. But uh, it has already started. The whole process, which we, we are trying to walk our listeners through, has already started. And in the meantime, as you said, we are bracing for the double election in Poland, first to the European Parliament, which will take place on Sunday, uh, May 26th, and then in the fall we'll have uh, the real thing, the general elections. Yeah, here in Poland. In Poland. Yeah, so yeah. W- what is that? So what, tell me a little bit about that. So the first ones will be parliamentary, uh, sorry, European. European. The okay. first, first we are going to vote in uh, our representatives in the European Parliament, okay. and this is treated as a kind of prelude to the real thing, because in uh, the fall we are going to be electing the representatives uh, from Poland to the European Parliament and everyone will be treating it as a test before the general election which is uh, all that matters. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's a little bit different in the in the U.S. So we we start uh, pretty much as soon as the last election is over. We start with a new one. Uh, so it's already started in the United States. We have a lot of candidates um, running on the Democratic side. I think most people are assuming. I'm not sure if he's officially announced, but I think President Trump would be the presumptive or the assumed candidate. For so the, in short, he's seeking a re-election, right? And there is no contest on the Republican side. There could. Be. I mean, it's open. I mean, you know, big picture. There's two parties. There, I mean, two large parties. There's the Democrat, Democratic Party, and the, and the Republican Party. There's other parties as well: Libertarian Party, the Green Party, and several other. Do parties. they matter right now? I mean, that's. I wouldn't say do they matter or not. I mean, in terms of voting percentages, most of the time it's split between the two uh, major parties that have been around for for many many decades: uh, the Democratic and the, and the Republican. I think there's a lot of discussion about having a third party or other parties, but un- I think unlike here in Poland where you have the parliamentary system with many, many parties in America, it's basically, they consider it a, a two-party process. So we can also say that with uh, President Trump uh, seeking re-election, the uh, matter is pretty much settled on the Republican side and the whole fun is on the Democratic side, right? Fun, yeah. So it's, yeah, and, and, yeah. there's a 
lot of people, and I think right now, from what I've read, there's the three leading, the three Bs, as they say. There's Biden, who's uh, former Vice President Joe Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders, who was the Democratic candidate. Interestingly, speaking about Joe Biden, the former Vice President, he says he's the person who is most fit to be the next president because he's so experienced. Would you agree? In terms of big picture, there's um, you know Biden is certainly has has experience. Uh, Bernie Sanders has been in the race before in 2016. He was the um, you know Democratic uh, candidate in 2016. He's been a senator from Ver uh, Vermont for many years. But also um, the third B is Beto O'Rourke. So it's sort of a before we will move on to Beto, which is such an interesting candidate. Uh, a few more words about Bernie. You said he already ran for the presidency. Uh, he was able to uh, energize the the grassroots movement, like kind of a revolutionary movement. Wasn't he able to do? Yeah, no, he definitely captured uh, the excitement of, uh, of of younger voters in, in the United States, and he kind of uh, he energized a lot of people. Sort of like uh, I think uh, Obama had done in, mm -hmm. in 2008 and then 2012, 2008 especially. He kind of he got a lot of people excited in there um, in, in voting. Uh, in the, in, the, in the elections, um, but it is a, it is a long process. I mean, it's going to start. Uh, so the primaries. So, so so the way we do it, I guess, back it up just a little bit. I mean, they have uh, you know the election will be in November, twenty twenty. So that will be the final you know when people will actually vote. So we're we're looking at you know we're in March April now in twenty nineteen. So what are we talking elections? Well, there's a lot of lead up as you said. There's a, many candidates on the Democratic side. I think there's nine, ten. I think eleven people have put their their name but in. the primaries and all the preparatory process will start in the first six months of 2020 right yeah the, so the primaries will begin next year in February but leading up so the primaries are what each party has um, you know party members people that are affiliated with each party will vote for the candidates that they support so to, from all those many nine ten however number of candidates they'll filter down to the final candidate who they want to nominate so that's what the primary process is for so it's a bit of a two-step process what you hear many people call the primaries are the first ones the mm -hmm. first step and so after the primaries then it goes into the general uh, election so once the two and again not just the two but there are other candidates but once the candidates are determined for each party then they run uh, against each other and then they have debates against each other and that happens in usually sometime around spring summer of 2020 uh, or actually even a little bit later uh, because you have the um, you'll have the uh, elections or sorry the national conventions sometime in in August of uh, 2020. And among the uh, candidates on the Democratic side, apart from the ones you've already mentioned, we have another interesting candidate. Uh, her name is uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, she's like a former attorney general from the state of California. And the reason she is so interesting for me is because she proposed the so-called American 500 plus program. Oh, really? Uh, she wants to introduce some kind of uh, support for families hmm. in the form of $500 per very uh, poor or not very wealthy families. And that strikes me as a equivalent of our 500 plus program. Yeah, I wonder if she if she got inspired by your own uh, Polish uh, program here. That's interesting. I didn't know about that. And uh, I think that probably she got inspired and it was very successful because in, in case of Law and Justice Party, which 
will be one of the main contenders for the double election in Poland. They were able to propose this idea and then they got a lot of followers. Mm -hmm. And right now, both in the European elections and in the parliamentary elections, they are one of the main contenders to win these elections. Mm -hmm. There's also opposition, yeah. but they right now have some problems with uh, formulating the right messaging to, mm. to be able to be convincing. Okay. Um, but we'll see what will happen in the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah there's a lot going on in both countries, as we can see. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the... the you know, there's a lot of people are hoping that the, of all the candidates on the Democratic side, they'll figure out soon because, you know, the more the more people that there are in the race for the Democratic uh, nominee, then it, it kind of confuses or the idea is that, it, it, you know, people aren't clear as to who will be the nominee. So they're hoping to get clarity, uh, I think, soon on that, the Democrats. Whoever gets the nomination on the Democratic uh, side and then we have the candidate on the Republican side, do you believe it, it will be tied or it it will not be tied. What's your take? Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, an interesting race. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, as, I mean, as we've seen in previous elections, there's, you know, the the votes seem to be kind of divided. And I guess to look at the map of the United States, you know, there's, I guess, if I would want to say anything to the to the listener, I mean, there's there's, you know, different segments mm -hmm. in, in the United States. You have, you know, this, this the, the coasts of the country seem to, to tend towards the more left-leaning kind of uh, voting in the traditionally in the last several elections in the middle of the country. Um, there seems to tend to be more, um, you know, right-leaning or conservative uh, votes. I think if you look at the last election, um, you know, it came down to a few a few key states and i think the the one thing that i would really want to explain and you know something that's very different in the united states as opposed to most countries is that um, we have the electoral college and that, that and i don't want to bore the listener because that could which be which means that uh, the americans are not directly voting for a given candidate but they are voting for the college members right is it the difference yeah, so explain that in a nutshell yeah. not to bore our our <laughs> this is this could we could go down a, a hole of like a like a history lesson. I personally love it. I, I love talking about it. It can be a little bit confusing and certainly a little dry and boring. So I will try to do my best to not do that. But yes, in, in essence, in 30 seconds. Okay. So there's no direct, there's not a popular vote. So last election, um, Hillary Clinton had received more actual votes, uh, which has happened several times in the United States history. I think it happened with uh, George Bush in the first uh, in 2000 and some other cases. We can have 30 seconds, so I better hurry up. Um, so, so it's not the direct vote and not the popular vote, but it's electoral vote. So each state, because we have a federal system, and again, it's getting a little boring, but each state has a certain number of votes based on how many congressmen they have. So, for instance, uh, you know, if in California, if California has, I'm not sure the number, but like 57 congressmen, then they have 57 votes. So electoral votes. So if the person, the whatever nominee, whatever candidate gets more votes, 
in California. We see in wins, they win all of those electoral votes. In a nutshell, the bigger the state, the bigger the population, the more weight the candidate or the vote from the state right. has, right? Yeah, and, 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 they, and there's many reasons for why they have that, and there's many discussions on getting rid of that, and this is beyond the scope of this podcast. For 2020, we will still have the system. Yeah. We're not getting rid of it, and this is how we're going to vote. Yeah, so you have to win states, in other words, and so you'll hear, when you follow the elections, you'll hear, you know, uh, President Trump, or, or this person won Florida, and this candidate won Massachusetts. All it means is that they won the electoral votes because they received more votes than the other candidates in that particular state. There's only two states that actually have a proportional, they actually split uh, the number of electoral votes, and that's uh, Nebraska and Maine. Uh, again, very dry. I'm sorry, sorry if you're falling asleep on the other. Uh, I'm, I'm trying my best. Fortunately, we have Americava to drink so that uh, it will not put <sighs> yes. us to sleep. Uh, in case of Poland, we also have two different systems uh, for the parliamentary election and European parliamentary election. Okay. But the, the bottom line is that uh, right now the opposition is creating a coalition. It's called European Coalition, comprising of former prime ministers and ministers of foreign affairs, because they understand and realize that if they pull their resources to get together, it will be easier for them to uh, to win with the ruling party. Okay. And this is what just has happened. We already have this so-called European coalition. And in the next election, in the general election, they will probably also have a okay. opposition coalition. In this complicated picture, there is one interesting feature. We have a new party uh, started by Mr. Biedron, a former mayor of um, Swoopsk, mm -hmm. who is sometimes hailed by some as uh, Polish Macron. Uh, he's young, very progressive, uh, he's very telegenic, okay. and he started his uh, movement called Spring. And he hopes to... Uh, I heard to, about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...to transform Polish politics. Do you believe that it can happen? Is, is well, there tell me more, but is this, this is the party that's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's new, it's kind of capturing, it's sort yeah. of like a Bernie Sanders type phenomenon. I, I would say it, right? so, yeah. They are very progressive in terms capturing of social and economic agenda. They are very pro-ecological. This is a new quality in the Polish politics. And I was just wondering whether we are at the stage in Poland where such a, a disruptive movement, because I'm not uh, hesitating to use this term, can can succeed or not. What would, you, what would be your take as a person who spent here more than two years, already know a lot about Polish politics and have this fresh look of an outsider? Well, I think, I mean, what, what I see when I when I go and meet with my, our, our, uh, my friends and I talk to, to other people in, in around Poland is, you know, I just like seeing the engagement. I like seeing, you know, the people get involved in the process. And I think regardless of which party they're for, which, who they end up voting for, I mean, it's, if you're not part of it, then you're not, you know, solving anything. So I think having people engaged in getting excited about politics is always a good thing. And I think that's something that we could all rally behind. I think having people get engaged on uh, topics of interest, I mean, that's the whole, that is civics. I mean, that is what we aspire to. I mean, to take an active, you need you need active citizens for a, a, a successful democracy. And I think what's their great selling point, I'm referring here to Spring Party, is that they are very passionate 
passionate about uh, what they are doing and uh, this is one of the recipes for success however not being so so sorry go ahead. not not being so idealistic about the politics another natural question which comes to my mind both in terms of american elections and polish elections is how much the money is a factor in all this yeah money <laughs> money is a big i mean it, it takes money to to run a campaign and there's a, there's a, a lot of donations that go on um, private and 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 otherwise um, but it, it is it is a part i don't know how how is it here in poland is it how do how how do parties raise money for their well in poland the parties? parties which are already in the parliament and some of them which have not uh, exceeded the, th- the threshold but have received a significant support uh, are enjoying some subsidies from the state so they are subsidized by all the taxpayers and money is an important factor however with all the social media possibilities with uh, uh, civic activism you can go around um, having a lot of money it's not people can contribute yeah, to people can contribute and private. I was just wondering whether because there is this myth I don't know whether we are solidifying it or debunking it is American political electoral process all about money or or not no I, I, I don't I wouldn't no, I wouldn't agree with that completely I think money is a part of the process I think it takes a lot of money I don't know the figures exactly but I think a couple of elections ago it was like a billion dollars on each side uh, to run a campaign which is a huge amount of money um, but I do I do recall seeing a statistic that in the last election uh, President Trump actually spent less on his campaign uh, than than his uh, than, than Hillary so I don't know if money isn't a, a pure fact and certainly Obama um, so it's important but not decisive right? I don't think so I think you still need to capture the the uh, the the attention and the kind of the the spirit of what's going on in the country I think Obama did that very well I think Trump tapped into something in, in, in a lot of American voters and I don't think I think it's an easy it's too easy of a, of a thing to say money you're is right the president of Trump right now was able to connect directly with his political base he's using Twitter account and he's able to like bypass the traditional media and that helps also probably to energize his support without money yeah I mean well it's I mean we're, we're in a digital age and that's certainly redefining I think uh, redefining how we do uh, how they how they run campaigns how they reach out to their voters I think yes in a lot of ways the traditional media that we've known for many many decades is is sort of uh, having to adjust to the new reality that you can you can kind of run things through Twitter and all that which which is not a good thing or a bad thing it's just it is a thing jumping back to the Polish realities and spring party uh, Robert Biedron and his followers okay, um, are very very adept and very good at using social media so even though they don't have all this money even though they don't have all this financial support they will still they they are still heard well because they are able to reach their voters directly and I think this is part of the process and the game in the 21st century you don't need to have all these financial resources at least originally but you need to be able to get across to people with a convincing and passionate message I think this is what they are this is an example 
of yeah. what they are good at. It could be good. I mean, on the on the downside, obviously, you have you know the twenty four hour constant news cycle yeah. that people don't have a chance to actually digest things and they're being flooded. I mean, that's again, that's a separate topic too. But especially when you still need to be tuned to the sporting events, right, Scott? Yes, <laughs> all the time. You have to find time for everything. Balance is, is important in life. But uh, did so are there other candidates here that are using social media? Of or? course, all of them are because everyone has realized that without social media, you are no longer able to be successful. And uh, law and justice, the, the ruling party, was also quite skillful during the previous uh, election cycle. They tapped into the social media channels, and thanks to this, they also energized some of their base. Everyone was kind of surprised that this is a conservative party, and they are using uh, very sophisticated uh, social media uh, instruments, and it, it, it paid off for them. So will they run, will the spring party run in the European elections too? Yes, so yes. Running both. The idea is that they will run uh, for the European uh, Parliament. Interestingly, Robert Biden himself will try to become an, a member of European Parliament, but he openly said, if I win, which is probably a given, yeah. I will not take the, uh, the mandate, I will give it up. And I will come back to the Polish politics to take part in the uh, general elections. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So what you have to you have to crack a certain percentage to get. Yeah. So what yeah. is that? Yeah. Five, is it five percent? Uh, there is differences uh, between uh, the European election and general election, but as a threshold, we can say five percent is what what gets you through. And they're, yeah. they're expected yeah. to get yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So that's com that's very different than in the U.S. and 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 it's you know along with the electoral college and along with the cycle and the primaries. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of terms we're throwing around here it can be very confusing it's confusing to some Americans I think to the whole process of what you know the primaries and how how it all works so it, it, it's uh, you know it, it is a process it's a long one it takes many many years to uh, to, to sort out but it is so funny that uh, the whole political very technical process is uh, percolating to uh, popular culture because I just pulled from uh, uh, the legendary uh, Rolling Stone magazine their uh, ranking of the candidates, and you would be surprised or not to hear that Bernie Sanders uh, is their first number one candidate, then Kamala Harris number two, Beto O'Rourke number three, Joe Biden number four. When you say theirs, I mean, what is that? Is it just their opinion, or is it? This is their opinion. Yeah. They, but, in terms you know, of who they would like. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Rolling Stone, would you associate naturally with politics? Uh, they actually have a, a political uh, writer, um, and they have others, you know, they, 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 I don't know if they're the voice on. Um, what's going on in American politics, but they're certainly, they have an opinion. I, mean, I think it's way too early to figure out. I mean, historically, you know, we're talking 11 months, I think, even, or until the first primary, so that's a long time. I mean, people that peak, you know, in terms of polling now can often fade and not not be there at the end, you know, to use the marathon analogy. So mm -hmm. if you're leading today, it doesn't mean you'll be leading, you know, next year or even in a couple of months. So I would take everything that you read right now with a big, big old grain of salt. I think it's, mm -hmm. I mean, it would, you know, certainly Biden has name, uh, people know his name, they remember him, Bernie, they have, he has name recognition, Beto O'Rourke, who is a candidate for, for Senate down in Texas. Very young, very progressive, very um, trendy, very sexy, so to speak, candidate, right? <laughs> I don't know if he's sexy, <laughs> but sure, let's go with that. I, I mean, he's a, he's a name, um, he's got some, some name appeal. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, nobody knows, nobody has a crystal ball, but I mean, again, there's that, there's those people, there's other candidates, there's, uh, you know, there's a, uh, there's a mayor in South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttig Buttigieg, uh, mm -hmm. 
his name is not only a challenge, but uh, you would be surprised how, how well he's doing. Uh, he's the 37 years old mayor of South Bend, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the recent polls showed him jumping to the number Third. three. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. That caught a lot of people's attention. I actually, when I saw that, I ran to the to the. Well, I didn't run, but I went to the went online and I checked him because I remember him from an, from another podcast that I listened to um, called Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, which is a great podcast, by the way. Uh, called uh, uh, is it better than Americava? <laughs> it's 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 close. It's a close competition, but okay. that's a great one. But I, I heard him on on the show and he kind of piqued my interest then. But he's got an interesting profile. Very young. He's an Iraq War veteran, um, gay, which is an interesting yeah, yeah. Uh, openly gay, openly gay. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. It's the, a, another analogy with Robert Bierman, who is also openly gay, and oh, he's yeah. uh, running on this platform of uh, uh, equality, treating everyone uh, uh, equally, mm-hmm. and. Uh, once again, I think for Polish realities and Polish um, politics is quite transformative. Yeah. And also, I, it just occurred to me that uh, the Polish upcoming double elections, uh, many commentators are saying will shape Polish politics not only for the next four years, but for a longer period of time, because so much is at stake. And I was just wondering whether in American politics, what will happen in 2020, have a potential of shaping uh, American lives and politics for much longer than four years. I mean, I think it certainly has an impact, as we've seen. I mean, it, it always has an impact, of course. I mean, our we I think we we tend to think that we're not part of the process or that we're detached from it, but I think that would be a mistake. And I think uh, certainly, again, as I said earlier, if you're not part of it, you're not solving anything. So I think the people that we elect are obviously going to shape who we are, what we are, how our policies are defined. So I think it's critically important to, to get out there and vote. And I think it's also refreshing to see the diversity of candidates, you know, more, you know, women candidates and people from different backgrounds. And I think that that also is is helpful because you want you want to connect with as many people as possible. So when we will be recording our Americava podcast in 2024, we will know how big impact the four years and the election result had for for the for the upcoming four years. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, it it always it's always impacting things. It's things are changing all the time. Well, just to go back to, to, the, to the Polish elections, though, will when the presidency, does that change? It, are they connected to the parliamentary election? The whole cycle will end with the uh, election for the presidency, but it will be the last in, in the row. So first we'll have uh, European, then general, and then finally... And how far um, after how f- after the general election? A couple of months. Couple of months. So uh, w- we are now looking at a very long uh, electoral cycle, which will make sure that... Uh, we are not bored, we'll be glued to all the polls and uh, it'll probably be very interesting to watch. But I think we'll talk about it in the next episode of our podcast, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good, good way to finish and uh, I encourage you all to tell your friends, listen in. Uh, I think we'll be having some, some additional episodes and guests. So I look forward to coming back and, and talking to you in four years, six years, ten years even, I, I, to see how things have changed. I think it's uh, certainly things are happening in the United States, happening here in Poland. Um, the elections are going to be interesting here uh, to watch and, and in the United States, of course. So I think uh, the times are changing, as, as Dylan once said. And I think it's a, it's a good time to, to discuss this topic. And we have a deal. We, we have a deal. I'll see you in 2024. Thank you.